Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 346. Hey. <laughs> and there you have this episode. Thank you for listening to Drunk on Comics, episode 346. Uh, no, we uh, we somehow made a full episode. I was not thinking we were going to. We... We're very good at our jobs yes. that we don't get paid for. That is very true. Our volunteer work for you, the listeners. Uh, we got a couple books, more so than I thought. Yeah. Um, the Batman Who Laughs, definitely a must-read. Four wedding stuff. Yep, Hellboy Winter Special. Even some DC uh, up and together. comers. Yeah, although some of them have been around, yes. but they haven't really been working with some of these main uh, DC characters. True. And then uh, I briefly unravel on my thoughts about Transformers, but yeah, make it really brief because it's all of them. Yeah. All of them. And if he talked more, he would cry, and we can't have that. Yeah. And then we found, a f- yeah, like I said, some news nuggets to talk about. Yeah. So with that, uh, grab uh, one of my favorite drinks because I had a couple and I couldn't really decide. And enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 346, The Princess of Underwear in the Land of Drinks. <laughs> ah, inside jokes. <laughs> Very much so. Because <laughs> there's no context whatsoever. On Those are my favorite titles. <laughs> Only we get it. Yep. Roll the music. how when we remember certain famous people's you know who they are mm-hmm. they're recognizable from their their face but sometimes you don't know their real names sure because they act under well no not, not even their fake names oh, just you like just you know, know their names from like the movie you yeah. know them from i gotcha like peter parker if people didn't know who tom holland was or right. andrew garfield or, or toby mcguire right which, when he always got Switched with the other person that played Venom. Which uh, I always Topher. His name. Yeah, Topher Grace. Yeah. yeah. So there's this Netflix show because we love Netflix. We here, do. Bong bong. That. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, why'd you say that? Um, <laughs> no, that is the intro. Uh, I think if you, I think it's you. If you talk about Netflix, you have to make that sound. It's part of their trademark. <laughs> I was a. Uh, it's a show called Sick Note. It's a British show. Sure, yeah. It uh, has Rupert Grant in it. it. Well, so I go, it has <laughs> Ron Weasley and Nick Frost. <laughs> and Matt goes, love that you know Nick Frost's name, but you don't know. Right? Who... <laughs> and I know Rupert what? Rupert Grant. Okay, yes. Yes. I remember his name because it's very British. That is one of the most British names I've ever heard in my entire life. Rupert Grant. <laughs> Like, if you hear that name, you're not thinking, oh, that dude's from the South Bronx. <laughs> True. <laughs> Very much so. So, yeah, so that was just, uh, yeah, we were then trying to think of, like, other people that, like, I don't know that person's true name. And then, of course, thank God you have your phone and IMDb. Right. But I'd be like, that person was in that movie and that movie and that movie. God, who the fuck is he? Yeah. So, thank yeah. Thank God for the internet. Imagine... There was a how time. long do you think you could go? How long do you think you could go without the internet? Um, I mean, we wouldn't be able to well, do this podcast because s- that's true. I do sleep eight hours a night without the internet, so there's that. <laughs> At least eight a hours. third of your life. I could go a third of my life without the internet. So ten years. <laughs> I try. There are days where I try, like especially in situations like that, where you're trying to think of somebody's name and you know it. You know it's in that your brain somewhere, and I try not to use the internet as a crutch because I don't want the information to go away. If you don't draw from it every once in a while, I think it's just going to disappear. Well, that's like the fun, just nerdy facts that I learn throughout the week because I'm sometimes bored. Be like, oh, let's let's Google this and find out this. Right. The easiest thing is always like who would win in a fight, and then you get stats of strengths and how someone might combat here or there. Uh, one of the rain. 
I wasn't even just meaning to segue into this, <laughs> but now that we're talking about random things we learned this week, uh, the scene, the pencil scene in, oh, uh, in Dark Knight Returns, yeah. uh, when that happens, that was all real. It wasn't a CGI pencil or anything. It could have really hurt that actor yeah. that did the, the head slamming because... The way that they want to do it, doing with IMAX cameras, everything is very crisp and clear. Mm-hmm. That if they did a CGI pencil, it would probably look crappy in post production and sure. stuff. So they did a practical effect. But in order to do that, the person had to swipe the the pencil that was kind of stuck on the table out of the way because he's really getting his head slammed down onto the uh, table. Oh, that sounds like yes, <laughs> yes. So it's now so when cringy. you imagine when you imagine that. <laughs> At first, I was just kind of reading this random article of, like, you know, the top whatever you didn't know about movies and stuff. And this one just stood out of, like, wow, that Ugh. that could have... Because right through your eyeball, too, like, it's not just... Yeah. And you're gonna, oh, I mean, no, you'd die. You yeah. would be dead. It so would, they did a couple would, yeah. slow... They did a couple slow takes of trying to get it out of the way, and then let's go for it. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-mm. Nope. So now you know a little... Nope. They, I hope they gave that dude a premium... <laughs> for that scene. He, I mean, that was the only scene he was in. I hope he got paid a lot of money for that scene. Because God damn, there's no way. I would have been like, no, I'm not. I'm out. Find somebody else. <laughs> I don't trust my reflexes. <laughs> so speaking of Joker. Okay. There was a Joker book that came there out was, this week. There was kind of a Joker book that came out this week. There was a reason why I brought up that Joker story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean yes. It was only kind of. It was the ma- the, Batman, the or Batman, Batman who laughs. laughs. Yes. So from the pages of Dark Knight's Metal, where this I love that they post that on everything. I'm like, that was like a year ago, and I guess yeah, it gets people to pick it up, but right, it's old news. Yeah, from the the power team of Scott Snyder and Jock. I always am very happy when I see Jock. <laughs> Just because of the name? Well, the, his art is always... Oh, very much so. Crazy. The artwork within here. Plus, those two together. So, I think it was at C2E2 a couple years ago. Um, Scott Snyder and Jock were at the same table. Because they were doing that one comic together that I cannot remember the name of for the life of me. But it was really fucking good. It was like The Witcher or Witches or something like that. So good. So, I stood in line for three hours to... Um, get comic sign from Scott Snyder but their interactions with each other were so adorable <laughs> I just wanted to snuggle them both Scott Snyder's really short in person <laughs> yes he's shorter than I thought he <laughs> he's was he's shorter than me I think but yeah no it was, it was good well speaking of the art I really loved like I didn't understand what I was looking at with this random house mm-hmm. And then the Bat Raptor, which I didn't know was his official name to us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His little motorbike thing. Yeah, I just thought thing. it was the Bat Bike. Right. But, uh, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I'm like realizing, okay, there are, I have seen trucks that move houses before, just not this wide of a not, highway. Not like a whole house either. I feel like a lot of times when I've seen a house moved, it's oh, always it's a those, half. Yeah, it's those modular homes or whatever, and it's half of the house. So, well, these could, I mean, these also look like they might be cabins going up to maybe a, a retreat place mm-hmm. and pre-manufactured. But regardless, though, it was while while this scene in particular that I'm like, man, that's going to cause some damage. And I just love the view from this person's car of driving when Bruce is kind of saying, you know, we need to get these people out of here. There's people here. Right. And you don't really see it within the the one scene above. Like, you see a couple cars, but it doesn't feel as personal that someone could get. But this one perspective, this Mm -hmm. drawing, really pulled it out of there's Batman right there. Plus, the little kid kind of in awe. Like, you can't really see facials. Yeah. So, I love that. I mean, I go on to the art of a couple different scenes, but we'll get to those. Uh, My favorite piece of art from the whole book wasn't even one of the jock pages. It was that... uh, it's a cover, or I think it's... I don't know if it's a, a different cover or if it's an inside page, but it's from Greg Capullo. It's oh, yeah. It's the most visually striking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So good. <laughs> so this book, which I thought was going to be an origin story, 
turned out to not be an origin story at first to then turn into an origin story. Yeah. I was a little confused, I'm not going to lie, because I thought with this being an origin story, this first right out of the bat pages of the, of the Bat Raptor and following these people, I'm like, okay, this is his world prior to him turning into the the Bat Batman Who Laughs. Right. Which, that's such a long title. Come up with the... the we need Batman to come up with a nickname who, for him, so... BWL, but even that, so... Batman TV, Who Laughs. TV. We can call Batman him who. Jokey Bat. <laughs> um, that was terrible. We will come up with something clever, maybe by the next issue, because this was so good. It was. Really um, good. so yeah, this while everything's happening within these scenes, I'm still trying to figure out which world this is. Um, and we get to the point where then we find out, oh, this is our Bruce Wayne that we know in right. the main DC world because he's talking about the Batman who laughs. Mm-hmm. So he knows. Of the other things from the Dark Knight's metal right. tie-in. So this is our world. And then it's to where they also, again, it felt so uh, forced. But then again, it was easily explained, but also not. When certain someone dies, mm-hmm. but to only find out that they don't really die. Right. I mean, I don't really want to explain that scene for spoilers. But now that I kind of say, yeah, the person doesn't really die, it's like, because I thought, holy shit, this is a direction I did not see this book going. Yeah, so that whole, from the beginning of that scene, when Batman... Oh, yeah, the Punisher <laughs> Batman. ...shows up at uh, Arkham and, yes, and starts shooting people, and even the guards are like, hey, if Batman doesn't yeah. use guns... And, <laughs> and then um, they go in and uh, do the act that you are speaking of, and then later, when it wraps around and you find out the situation behind it, and then the way this book ends, I mean, very cryptic, because I feel like I don't want to give... Because the ending part, to me, was the was like, oh my god. And I don't oh. really want to give it away to yeah, anybody. Yeah, because I thought that was in the our world now, too. Yeah. So... That is. No, because that wasn't. Because yeah. that's how... It was. That was, that was our... That, that is. That is our world, Tony. The person that... Okay. No, that is not our world. Fucking spoil... No, no, because I tell you this (laughs) because that is how it happened to him in that other world, which I thought, though, wasn't how it naturally happened. So, I... Oh, my God. Okay. I feel like... Earmuffs. How do you know? If you don't want to know the ending to How do you know this is the real world? Or our world, not the dark world? Because the... So, all right. We're just going to have to spoil it. So if you don't want to listen to the ending of this book, you're going to have to fast forward like three minutes or something like that. Um, so when you when the ma- the Batman who laughs kills the Joker and then you find Big out Joker, right, yeah. you find out he's been swapped. And our Batman says, I have to find him because we have to work together. Well, and then he goes, oh, I actually do know where he's at. And he shows up in the Batcave because that's Batman knows that's where he is. And the Joker says to him, this is going to help. Basically, this is going to help you fight him. Yeah, but they have already mentioned how the Batman who laughs turned into right. Joker-ish yeah. is because of the neurotoxin sure. that is more powerful than the ones that he infects other ones. And I actually read uh, something where there was like 60 different neurotoxins that they've right. used. Uh, that did different discolor for uh, discoloration and disfigurement and everything. But this one is something that's so lethal that whoever kills him in close proximity will take the full brunt of it and just turn into a a Joker person. So Joker says the only way there's to no beat reversible. Him... There's yeah, but this is not reversible. So I can't see them turning our Bruce. But the Joker says the only way to beat him is to become him. But they're talking about. Maybe someone else, and no, they're making you else? think that this is our Bruce. It is our Bruce. No, because they're they tricked you, Linz. I think, I think they tricked you somehow. <laughs> Feel another ghost spider bet coming on. Uh, I think it's a six issue uh, series. So yes, I, I don't think it's weekly. I think it might be monthly. So we could have a six month bet, but I'm pretty sure we'll find out within the next uh, issue. Hmm. But I'm fairly certain. If I was following everything right, yeah, this was... Because how would our Joker just die now? Especially... Oh. 
He's the Joker. I mean, really? You have to ask that question? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You may be right, but I don't know. I got I mean, the impression that... I mean, we're looking at some of the pages before. I just... I. I I'm because they because Batman and and Commissioner Gordon have this whole like thing on the roof right where they're talking about you know the the Batman who laughs and where he came from and the other dude that was with him that's our Bruce right that has to be our Bruce talking to, yes yeah. he's talking about the Grim Knight yeah. and the Batman who right. laughs so that is our world he so, goes I need help so yes he needs help so he's trying to go find. The Joker. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like then the, those last pages, though. I don't know. It could be a clever... It could, they could have tricked me. But I feel... <laughs> maybe they tricked me. Okay. And I was totally got a different <laughs> feeling yeah, Maybe. And that's... I mean, but that's the great thing about books like this, right? Is It's good. But can we talk about that scene on the rooftop? Well, I guess that we did... red we... background on that page. Huh. It's yeah. so good. And I just love that bats just fly around I know. like that all the time. I know. It's all around him. Um, I will say this. Uh, God, now I have to reread. I know. I so guess do I. Yeah. So <laughs> them implementing that Dark Knights on the front is really making me have to go back and reread the yeah. first issue of his because, yeah, they did show him him using the gun. I do like that gun that Joker used. That was, I was, yeah. again, confused as shit. Right. Uh it was really good. It was Pick good. You're not spoiling that. You now need to read it to I find know. out who which it's one of true. us is right. Right. I do. There's the, the whole scene where he. Oh, so in the truck is is uh they they're they're thinking that they're transporting dead bodies for some reason. The that is unclear to me. Um, but then they they find out that it's well. Bruce, that's yeah, another mystery yeah. of who the fuck right. was that guy. And the way the way he looks, you know, when Bruce goes in in disguise, you never see Batman in disguise. Which that's is, the thing. I wish they would have shown something else because I was like, who the fuck I is know. this guy pretending I to know. like? He looks like him, really confused. Yeah, but then I was, oh my god, Batman's in disguise, which makes sense. They never used that trick, which I thought was pretty good. My favorite. There were some good conversations, some quips going back yes. on Alfred and Batman. My favorite line in this whole thing was Alfred going about insurance. they should have in, they should have Batman insurance, and he's like they do, and then a couple pages in, there's like uh, in case you needed to know, the Batman insurance policy is called the the Dark Knight Returns, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> Oh, it was good. It was really good. It really. I mean, again, if this was a Scott Snyder Batman book and it was shitty, I would be very disappointed. So it lived up to the talent that's on it. And as you could hear, intriguing because, you know, we both came to different conclusions about the <laughs> yeah. book. So read it and weigh in and uh, let us know what you thought because um, it sounds like we're going to have a fight about it. <laughs> Alright, um, another book that I picked up this week that I was mistaken to pick up, because I I understand how these things go. Um, you have a wedding, you have no. convoluted random other specials and everything. Sure, the title says Fantastic, the wedding special, but I thought it was that even though what they're celebrating is the 650th anniversary, like the legacy numbers and stuff mm. for next week, but it's in the new series number five of Fantastic Four. So this one, though, I thought was that that big, and I think it's going to be like 84 pages or something, the wow. bigger one. Just like all the weddings that they usually do um, are with filler stuff. Well, this is another one of those filler episodes, and or comics, not episodes, where uh, when Kitty, Pride, and... Um, Colossus. Were getting married. Yeah. They had, like, the little one shots of their bachelor parties oh, and bachelorette parties right. and everything. Yeah. So this was following the same formula. However, I will say this. The stories were even though they started off really generic, were both really heartwarming and at the end I was like, damn, that was actually a really good story. I will say the first one involved uh uh Mole Man. Okay. And what and, that, that really bad villain that I'm so glad they never use anymore. Well, yes. I mean, he's just more uh, comedic relief. But even in from the beginning, though, 
I didn't know what the hell was going on, and he wasn't necessarily the main bad of the story. Uh, yeah, that those pictures <laughs> of him on other superheroes and stuff. <laughs> that is that is good. Yes, that's good. Uh, which set up a, a kind of a unique ending for that. The next one then had uh, Puppet Master, who is Alicia Masters' uh, stepfather. Okay, which is kind of one of those weird dynamics, and having been go and ask him for permission, even though, you know, they're mortal enemies, for permission, because he wants to do it his way. And it, I thought, you know, what a great way for, you know, him to deny the thing and just be like, nope, ha, 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 hold this over you, because right. Ben wants to kind of do it the traditional way. But he actually gives his blessing. Oh. And I was like, that's endearing. There's a twist at the end that I'm like, fucking shit. Wow. Um, which could lead into some other things later on uh, in the series. And again, I'm doing trying to do so well of not spoiling everything. Because of that, it is definitely, I would say, if you're a Fantastic Four fan, pick it up. If you're not and you're casually and you want to watch or read The Real Wedding, pick up the next issue. You can skip this because it doesn't add too much to it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I thought it, it, was, it was good. All right. Um, so there's that. Do you have anything else that you want to check um, out? The only other one that I read that uh, is worthy of a review here today is the Hellboy Winter Special. I believe I actually reviewed last year's Hellboy Winter Special, too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my once-a-year Hellboy reading, I guess. And I love, I like Hellboy. I love the concept of Hellboy. There's so much history and story behind Hellboy that I feel like I can't ever hop on to just... Hellboy, mm-hmm. you know, ongoing, because there's just too much for me to catch up on, which is why I like reading these, like, winter specials, even though I don't know the entire backstory and some of it is maybe lost on me because I don't know the history of all these characters, I still think they're really interesting to read, and you don't have to know the whole history if the story is told well. And these are. So there's three shorts in one like they do with most of the holiday specials bunch of shorts um the first one happy new year ava gallucci um this one was written by mike mignola mignola however you pronounce his last name um with art by ben stenbeck and then you had the lost ones which is gabrielle bond fabio moon who i think have been on a bunch of hellboy stuff for a while now and then the last one is called the empty chair and that's by a name I'm not going to try and pronounce. Apologies. But it's spelled <laughs> T-O-N-C-I-Z-O-N-J-I-C. You want to give that a go, Tony? Say that again. T-O-N-C-I is the first name. Tonky? Yes. That's not... Tonsi. Tonsi. Jonzik. Jonzik. Yes. Tonsi. Tonsi Something foreign that we are terrible at saying. Um... So the first one, fo- the first story follows Hellboy himself. It's just him going to like. There's this family that invites him to their house for this thing they do every year, where they call to the spirit of their ancestor who drowned in a pond on their property. It's all in good fun, and then but they invited this woman, Ava Gallucci. She ends up being, but she calls herself a different name in the book. Some mystic that they saw perform a show, and so they invited her and had her actually call to the spirit, and it shows up. And, you know, Hellboy sees her there when he first gets there, and he's like, oh, fuck this bitch. (laughs) So there must be some history there. (laughs) He actually says something about her having killed somebody at one point in time. Um, But it all goes terribly wrong. As Hellboy thought it would. So he's justified in his uh, concern with this woman being here. But she gets her dues, let me tell you. Because this this dude that she calls back from the dead is... He, he's pretty much like, you want me? You're gonna get me. And like shoves his face into her face. And I'm like, something weird's going on here. But there's frogs involved. It's really weird and good. <laughs> I don't want to give the whole story away, but you should definitely read it. Okay. For sure. Um, the second story, The Lost Ones, is about the vampires, which I don't know a lot about that storyline. Apparently there's a whole series about the vampires that exist in the Hellboy world. Um, and Oh, yeah. 
I mean, I don't. I haven't read a lot of Hellboy, but I do remember the lore of there's some big bad vampire. Yeah, and this is this is like a, a family of vampires who live in the woods, and uh, the originals on CW. Kind of, <laughs> and you know, it's every year these these dudes from the village come and come to this tree in the woods and try to get rid of the spirit bad spirits of the woods so that they're you know, crops are blessed and stuff like that. And they end up confronting these vampires who, because they're vampires and in this world they can turn themselves into animals, which not true at all vampires, but in these ones they can. Um, it, it, not a whole lot of action, more story than anything, not anything overly exciting. I would say out of all the stories, this one lost me because I don't know the backstory. The other ones you can totally read without having to know much about what's going on with these characters. Uh, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really know the story behind the vampires. If there's more, I know there was a name brought up and Hellboy was there in a bar when, and listening to this story that was being told about the dude that shows up at the end with one of the vampire sisters and it seems to be somebody they're looking for. And again, I don't, I don't know the story there. So it was good, but I don't know what's going on with it. So the last one was called the empty chair. And this is a lobster Johnson story. And actually one of the only Hellboy stories I've read recently was when they came out with that new run of, yeah. of his. And basically it's these thugs deciding that, they're going to take out this other group of thugs or gang that's in the town. And this is taking place in the 1930s. So these are like New York gangs in the 1930s. And they're, they have this empty chair at their table because one of their members died and they don't want to refill it because they don't want to have to share their, their money or anything else with anybody else. And they're worried that this young up and comer is going to come and sit in the chair and fill it in and, they're going to have to deal with him. So they decide they're going to start taking out all of this dude's gang. And they do it by impersonating Lobster Johnson. Because when he kills people, he leaves like a mark, a lobster claw on people. So they make these branding irons that they brand people with as they kill them. Mm -hmm. But it's done poorly. So they everyone knows it's a fake. But it just ends up with Lobster Johnson following them around. And, you know, at the very end, he's sitting in the chair. He's filling in the empty chair. Lobster Johnson is. Everyone else around him is dead, though. <laughs> I love a good hero that kills the bad guys. They don't, that doesn't happen enough in comics, in my opinion. Some guys just need to die, I think, in the comic books. This is not my personal opinion about real life people. <laughs> but it was good. It was a fun read. I think if you know more about Hellboy. Probably get a little bit more enjoyment out of it than I did. But it was, it was a nice little... I think it's a winter special that had absolutely nothing to do with like holidays at all. Other than the first one was a little Ebenezer Scroogey. That's about it. No other... Like, I don't even know that there was a lot of snow in most of these. <laughs> so, not sure what made it a winter special. Other than it came out in the winter here. Was so. there any small thread that was tying them all together no. that nope. felt like a story? Nope. Nothing. Maybe it's just then, yeah, it's just yeah. the special of this the winter. Yeah. time. Maybe they do a spring special in sure. a summer too. And... But, it, you know, if you, if you enjoy Hellboy, definitely pick it up. It'll only add to your Hellboy enjoyment. Alright. You got anything else? Uh, yes. Uh, it's another one of those, uh, well, kind of specials that has multiple different stories. Kind of the theme right sure. now. Uh, it's the New Talent Showcase 2018 from DC Comics. Okay. And, uh, it had five different stories. They had a Batman one, which I truly enjoyed that, except for it had the Jared Leto Joker in it. Uh, yeah. a Constantine one, Catwoman one. Uh, Green Lantern, John Stewart, one uh, Zatanna, and Wonder Woman, and I will say I I enjoyed the stories because these were all just one you know one shots, mm -hmm. nothing that's really continuity changing. 
uh, because these are all the people that are on their uh, talent development workshop. Sure. Um, that are trying to, you know, make it. Is it writers and artists? Yes. Okay. Uh, colorists and letterers too. So like, okay. so they're all they, new. Yeah. So they okay. pretty much got teams to 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 do these. And I will say this. I mean, like I said, I I'm always writer first, and I enjoyed all the stories, uh, even with some of them like Zatanna, who I don't really know all that well, or John Stewart, Green Lantern. You still get the concept of Green Lanterns and mm-hmm. who these people are. Uh, I will say this: the art style, it is DC art style. Is it? I was kind of hoping for maybe a little bit different, and I'm not gonna lie, I love their art style. I personally enjoy that when they do that for some of the major stories but sometimes i like a little bit of diversity right and i think style i feel like if you're showcasing talent new talent wouldn't you want them to differentiate themselves a little bit more than using house style but see the house style is what kills it though i love the way the, the look of you know certain shading of like you know Batman jumping and flying and stuff like it just looks amazingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I understand why that. So it's like a criticism, but not really. Okay. I mean, I just would have wanted to see, and I can't even think of some of the different people that have certain styles. But like, you know, some artists do kind of a uh, what? Well, I'd say uh, um, Saga. Yeah. Um, Fiona Staples. Yes. Unique. It's yeah. not. DC style right. and it's still beautiful. It's yeah, amazing. Like different artists have different ways they go about. Right. Well, like, I mean, just if you look at the even on some DC stuff, you look at Scott Scott or not Scott Snyder. You look at Jock. You look at Greg Capullo, and then you look at uh, Sean Gordon Murphy, who did the White Knight. Oh yeah. Like all of those styles are different. And DC, I mean, they're big enough names where DC is like, do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> People <laughs> are gonna pay us because your name's on it. So. Yeah. <laughs> but. You know, it's good worth picking up. Any, any oh, fav- who was your favorite? Do you have a favorite? Uh, yeah, let me quick uh, get the teams, the names. Um, <laughs> this is the waiting music. <laughs> um, it's going to be. Let me pull this page up. Was it the Batman Constantine? Yeah, uh, yes, it was. It was the Batman? Yeah. Okay, the, so the very first story. Yep. Uh, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson. Art by Amanca Nulapan. Amancy Nulapan. So some of these names, because I'm, I'm looking at the page right now, and some of these names I actually recognize, and that person, the artist, um, has done art for like Black Mask. So these aren't new, new, Oh, new. yeah, I wasn't saying yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's cool to see them, like, to see artists that I've seen come up in these indie comics are yeah, now Yeah, they're not in... big Because, yeah, right. it'd be like, uh, if Jay Faz- uh, Fosgett did one of these. Right. He's done some Marvel things. He's done... Yeah. I guess it'd be if right before he did do a Marvel thing. Right. Because he's worked on other things, so it'd be their, you know, where sure. they're getting to. So, that, but that's cool, though, to see these, like, I... I I definitely know some of these names from some indies, so it's good to see them uh, make break it into the the big two. Yep. So cool. There's that. Cool. 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 You okay with that? I'm okay with that. All right. <laughs> um. What do we have to talk about still? News. There's not much. Uh. There really isn't that much this week. I mean, I was kind of disappointed in how little. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit shorter of a podcast. Uh, what I've learned is that although we're definitely going to see the Disney-Fox merger happen eventually, there has become one other bump. I know back when it first initially came out, there was a small speculation of certain uh, shareholders that were going to sue because blah, blah, blah. Well, that because later we don't want to make money. Well, no, it ma- later came out those people are just kind of holding out to try to bump up their share price a little uh, bit. You know, be like, Disney, give us a little bit more, which was something that I read of lawyers saying that that happens in any merger, not just this one. It's right. They're going to get their money. So that kind of the hurdle was overcome. But now it goes down to uh, international places, which I thought was interesting because... Normally, I thought that was just a U.S. thing because they're U.S. businesses. However, 
being worldwide distributors and everything, they have stations and other things in different mm-hmm. places. And so really what's coming down is some of the uh, South America and other Spanish-speaking uh, places, especially Mexico, who are have some regulations on what this would do for prices of their services when they join together mm. and what that increase would be uh, for their subscribers. So because of that, it's a small hurdle, and everyone, they were promising or hoping they weren't promising they're hoping that january this deal would be uh completed right but it's looking like the original projections of summer of 2019 is when it will officially because of these new hurdles so these were something that they already kind of knew going into it that was going to happen but this doesn't mean that it's set back to zero it's just one of those things of it'll delay right when certain characters can come over which that's all we really care about i mean us being nerds, I know there's probably other ramifications and other properties, but we kind of care about the superheroes. So. Sure, of course. That is the most important thing to us. <laughs> yes, is when we can see them on the big screen. Yes, yes. And one other thing that I've learned is the Netflix shows, it, they're going to be in a two-year limbo. Are they? Yes, the, because of the, the contracts Marvel and everything. Ones. Yep. So we won't see a Daredevil at least for two years Yeah. Uh, on Disney and if in that case, will they bring them back? Right. Because um, they would have to start developing now. Sure. But they can't. It's a two-year block of doing anything, in which case, yes, there was some time with in between season one and two. Yeah. But I don't think it was two years. I think it was only a year, they, maybe it, a year and a half. I feel like they did Daredevil, because they, they've done three seasons now, right? Yeah. I feel like they did the Daredevil seasons every other year. Yeah. Because they tried to only release two shows, two of the Marvel shows a year. I think some years it was three. Because mm-hmm. I think they did Punisher. Well, then when they came out with yeah, Punisher, yeah. And the that Defenders. Kind of increased it. Yeah. So, I mean, it does add a little bit of extra time, and it does sound like... I really think that Disney picking up this these stories and this world and, put, and doing it on their own is contingent on how well Jessica Jones and the next Punisher do and if they do well really well there's a good chance disney might be like you know this is nothing but money for us why wouldn't we do this Mm -hmm. but if they tank if they are very bad then disney might just leave them that's why yeah and i mean what does netflix has nothing to lose they could just make them the shittiest fucking things on the planet well the only one they could do that (laughs) punisher is set to come out next month actually yeah that's already done. They're already filming Jessica Jones, so... And I think it's mostly... Yeah. They're halfway through And least. Marvel still owns those characters, so I doubt... Well, yeah, they don't want to... Yeah. I doubt that they're going to let Netflix just shit all over them, just out of vengeance, so we'll see. <laughs> um, so, we got the Avengers movie ruined for us this week. Ruined, Tony. Ruined. It's been ruined. I forgot. <laughs> forgot I told you to bring this up again because it's been ruined. I almost this, slammed my hand on the table, but nobody so, wants that. This is so stupid. Audi, the car company, Audi, uh, has a deal with Marvel to do product placement for the next uh, Avengers movie. Avengers is big on product placement. Um, so there's this car that they made that's going to make its premiere in the movie. It's exclusive to the movie. It won't be available for purchase until after the movie's out. Um, and they have a video of Robert Downey Jr. like sitting in the car and driving it. And he goes, I've been waiting to get in one of these. And the audio executive is like, well, this isn't the first time you've driven one. And Robert Downey Jr. is like, that's right. As Tony Stark in the Avengers movie is the last time I drove this, and he looks at the camera out in 2019, and you know, well, it was you can't, such a good impression, Lynn. You can't drive a car in space unless you're Coulson, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't drive a car in space, which means Tony doesn't die in space. He makes it back to Earth. The whole movie's ruined. <laughs> All right, so to unpack all of that that you just said, this was the stupidest thing I've fucking heard. Uh, Yes, there's two things. One, 
that for him to imply that he's driven it in there would mean that since he's stuck out in space, he would make it back yes. and then drive the car at some point for yes. the product placement. Uh, yes, I see that as a given. And because I see that as a given, who the fuck ever thought he's going to die out in space? Yeah, that's... It's not about that. It's about how he gets back to Earth. Right. We're not fucking morons. Right. That's what I, I thought it was. <laughs> ruined! <laughs> Movie's ruined. The whole movie. No one should watch it now. The whole thing's ruined. Iron Man lives. What about everyone else? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just... It, it, is, it is so funny that that's like... Movie spoiled by car company. I mean, not really. No one's expecting that Tony Stark is going to die in space. Yeah. That would be terrible. Just like no one expecting that uh, Into the Spider-Verse was going to kick ass. All the reviews that I've heard uh, that it's the best Spider-Man movie. I have yet to get to go see it. But this weekend had a lot of shit come out. Yeah. Had Into the Spider-Verse, Aquaman, which I... Aquaman's out? Yes. It's going to be... Yeah, you didn't even know half these things when I was talking to you about earlier. I know. I thought Aquaman was next week. Nope. Uh, It's out, and the biggest thing is this. Uh, I actually am going to pay for my first DC movie in ages. Yeah? You're going to go see it? Nope. Uh, The new... Like, even the new... No, I did see the first Superman. No, now I can't remember. Maybe I saw uh, Man of Steel... That would have been the last one. Paying to go see uh, any of the other ones? No, I couldn't uh, fathom going to Aquaman it. Aquaman comes out December 21st. What? You're insane. I thought it... Tony's insane, everybody. <laughs> December 21st. I was like, there's no times for it until December 20th. So technically... My boss, my boss at work was wrong. Your boss that... She was like, I'm going to see that this weekend with my daughter, so... Good luck, lady. <laughs> I was going to tell her she's a liar. I'm going to ask her how, how what she did this weekend. <laughs> she tells me she how sees that Aquaman? movie. How Aquaman? Maybe she had a sneak peek. All right. Well, regardless, then, I'm still going to go see that. Yes. So now I'll get to see it next oh, weekend. Oh, God. Me too. Uh, Are you kidding me? But we had Sabrina, the winter special, come out. Yeah. And I, I didn't get to watch that yet. Me neither. Obviously, I didn't know it came out this weekend. <laughs> Another great show that I love on Netflix called Travelers is out. Mm, 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 mm. Got plans to watch that. Mm -hmm. And then Voltron, Ah, the last season came out. Yeah, I'm halfway through it as of this recording. And oh my God, I might get a little teary at it when it's done because it is so good. I watched the new Nailed It. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's an episode of someone from Grand Rapids. There is. There is. Did they nail it? She nailed it. Awesome. Yes. Go Grand Rapids. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> oh, I lost my train of thought. That Well, we were talking about shit that came out. Spider-Verse. Very good. Yes. And nobody expected... I expected it to be good, though. People didn't... You didn't expect it to be good? People didn't expect it to be good? Is that what... Uh, no, I don't even think I was going that oh. route. I just was saying that I think it, it was good. Yeah. I really want to see that one. Faux show. Uh, I one of the things that I do every year is uh, watch scary movies with some friends. Yes. And the two release uh, times, which I've learned that scary movies come out, is August, September for you know around the Halloween season or around Valentine's Day. And the reason why is because six months later is Halloween time, which is when those would typically be going to DVD rentals or yeah. to buy them. So it makes sense. I feel like when, that time frame is old. I think it takes just a couple months now for shit to come out on DVD. That is true. That used to be the but case. But I think, though, they still kind of do it for the horror time yeah. around Valentine's Day. They to, might hold them longer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know about uh, Del Toro's been doing the scary yes. stories and telling the dark? Yes. The books that gave me fucking nightmares... Uh, Holy shit! Uh, I I still remember some of them. The one uh, in particular is the girl that had found the 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 dog, and only to find out that it was a rat mm. later on. Mm. I don't know why that one image stuck in my head. Or the poltergeist that would follow the farmer. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, that's uh, officially going to hit theaters August 29th, two thousand nineteen. So 
We have a ways to go. I can't wait to see. I love Guillermo del Toro. Stuff. The trailer. Oh, that's it. The trailer. Uh, Mortal Engines. That's another movie I want to see that just came out. I don't even know what that is. The giant fucking cities on wheels that in this post-apocalyptic world, the earth is shattered and resources are low and mm. it's based off of a book. Is and it a YA book series? Is it a dystopian so. young adult? I'm going to love it then. That shit is like my Have you not, tonight. Okay, we're going to watch the trailer afterwards because the fuck, it looks okay. badass. I like I liked Maze Runner. I liked Hunger Games. I like all that teenagers are going to die somehow sort of <laughs> shit. I don't know what it is. They're always very intriguing stories. So I'm down. I don't even need to watch the trailer. I'm down. <laughs> uh, the trailer, I did make you watch the new one for Godzilla. Ojira. Yeah. Godzilla. So, so good. It's it looks good. Very curious how they're planning the next movie already of King Kong vs. Godzilla. Oh, fuck. I don't know how Godzilla's gonna, like... It's three against one, Tony. Three right now in this one. one. So if Godzilla wins, which I'm assuming he will... How could he not kick King Kong's ass? Well, not just one, though. It looks... In the trailer... Like... The trailer looks like Godzilla is helping... Or the humans are trying to help him. Mm-hmm. They know that he's on their side. Because uh, after the last Godzilla movie... They established that he was saving them from the made for that movie. The last Godzilla movie. Yeah, I forget what that the bad guy was called in that one. But they are also established because Mothra has always been a uh, a hero or a, a good mm, monster. Really? Yeah, they've established, except for within the yeah. debut of Godzilla versus Mothra, in the Mothra movies, Mothra was okay. a good one. And they've established, I think there's another one too, where there's these guardians, and that's what they've talked about for this movie, is there's guardians. They're actually doing a lot of uh, um, special viral marketing for this, where you mm. can go to the website of the government uh, agency, uh, the same one that we saw within uh, the King Kong when they're realizing. I oh, forget what the they call that. Yeah, yeah, when they realize. So they have the. It seems like they have a lot of funding now, sure. and it's a pretty big. Humans obviously know there's monsters because they yeah. experienced the Godzilla one. Right. I'm looking forward to that. It, does, it looks good. I didn't think I was looking forward to it as much as I am now after seeing that. Yeah, it's the Mothra did it for me. That, it, Mothra looked awesome. So, um, Eleven is very Eleven in this in this trailer. Yeah. Uh, but what you know, it's the end of the world, maybe. So I guess you can be a little distraught over things uh it is to me very clash of the titans it's like totally old school clash of the titans modernized with monsters instead of titans they didn't even they just did glimpses of the monsters Mm -hmm. though showing what looks like some showdowns i'm just i want to see the real battles this has to be you we're gonna have to go see this in imax yeah, this needs to make them eye. bigger than they are. Yeah, it's gonna. Well, you need that. I think you need that submersive surround feeling for a movie like this to really get the full effect. Oh, that'll be good. Yep. Uh, Todd McFarlane had gone on the internet to do a "Ask Me Anything" on Reddit. Oh yeah. And a lot of questions went to uh, the Venom movie because he created sure. Venom and so with that you know his thoughts on what they could have done what they couldn't have done for the movie uh, he kind of just gave his take but he also this was kind of trying to uh, just talk about his works and future works and the Spawn movie that's coming out mm-hmm. and so some people were asking him you know who's going to be in the movie and he was very kind of hush on who's going to be in it but what he did say because one of the things that I've been hearing is I thought this was going to be a Sam and Twitch type movie. It's a TV show, though. What? Sam and Twitch. Yeah, but I was thinking this, and within that uh, cartoon, they didn't really have Spawn as the central character, mm-hmm. which kind of in some of the books, too, he's not that central character. I personally love the Spawn movie because he, he was he was there. He was uh, front and center. I heard that in this movie, he's going to then take a back seat. And we do know that Twitch is going to be in the movie, but his partner, Sam, is not going to be. Mm. So he at least made that drop. And then the other big thing that he explained is that the Violator will not be in the movie either. 
Which is kind of disappointing. That's that big, white, big mouth, scary fucking looking thing. Violet, yeah. yeah. Who comes, which, the clown, yeah. is his human right. ego, which John Leguizamo did such an amazing so job. So many creepy things about that character. So oh, many. very much so. Uh, including the fact that its name is The Violator. <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> you, you know who has an obsession with The Violator? Who? Mel. Really? Yeah. Oh, Michael Bender does too. She has she has violators yeah. that hang from her Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Creepy. Good, good villain. But yeah. yeah, no, they're doing so. Kevin Smith is doing a Sam and Twitch, uh, TV show for the BBC. I did not hear that. Yeah, actually, no, man, I have. Yeah. But I mean, there was the HBO uh, Spawn right. show that the they animated had. one. Yeah, that yeah. pretty much followed around those two characters right. and that's how I got to know them because I didn't read a ton of the comic books when they were kind of introduced yeah. but yeah. yeah that's where uh, Thor's sister came from that's true <laughs> so weird and how that Drop happened a little but... knowledge bit on you yeah, he got to bring her with him when he came over to, to Marvel so alright uh yeah. I got nothing else. I was actually surprised that you kept going with news. <laughs> I was like, I thought you said there was nothing. And then you're like, and this. And also this. Well, I could talk and for hours about a bajillion <laughs> different things. Um, oh, last thing that I do remember uh, hearing about is uh, Bruce Banner is uh, sick. He's been hospitalized. Bruce Banner. Lou Ferrigno. Oh, uh, he went and go get a, a pneumonia shot. Yeah. And he now has been hospitalized because of that. Uh, he is still alive, which is good. Well, he However, he's, you know. He's recovering. Yeah. He. Which is. From a pneumonia shot that went wrong. Don't go to the doctor, kids. That's what I learned from that. <laughs> They're going to make you worse. But even something is, is simple. I mean, I know pneumonia isn't the common cold, but, no. you know, it's. It's kind of a coldish yeah. type symptom. Well, so like Bruce, the Hulk being taken down. Not even by pneumonia. Yeah, by, by pneumonia. Shot. So it's funny because you know pneumonia. Like if you or I got pneumonia, maybe not you because you have other issues that could complicate things. But like if I got pneumonia, like I could just get over pneumonia. But when you're very young or very old, and Lou Frigno is getting up there in years, and he may be fit as fuck, but he's still old, and the pneumonia can take you out. So, you know, he's just trying to be responsible and do his elderly dues and get shots. But instead, they tried to kill him. <laughs> Someone tried to kill the Hulk with a shot. I think it's a conspiracy. Or maybe somebody was trying to actually turn him into the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, <that's okay. laughs> yes, they tainted it. They wanted to see what would happen. Oh, um, all right. So, Booze in a Book this week is an entire series. No. Um, something I haven't talked about, uh, because I legit did kind of cry that it ended, Aww. was the Transformers series. Aww. Um, having seen that universe that has been around for a little over eight years, uh, the many things that they did to the canon and everything about Transformers, um, so fucking amazing. And I will say with honesty, I didn't like necessarily how Unicron was portrayed. The series of the Lost Light um, and it being more than meets the eye before they re-changed the name, and then the Optimus Prime series, which was Robots in Disguise, Everything that they've done with the expanding with the Hasbro universe and everything coming to an end, but also seeming that uh, there's been talk about there is going to be a new series, because why wouldn't they? Because Transformers is a cash cow. I was sad at certain characters, uh, especially Megatron and his fate, as well as Optimus Prime and his fate, and other characters. You were sad about Megatron's fate? Throughout the series, Lens, he was the bad guy. But within the last, I want to say, three-ish years, so mm -hmm. a little over a quarter of its run, they turned him into, he was he was repenting. Ah. And you kept thinking that shoe's going to drop. You're thinking that he's going to betray them. 
in every opportunity where it seemed like he could, he was still a good person through and through. He realized he was at fault for the war, although he was justified for what he was fighting for, mm-hmm. the way that he went about doing it and seeing the the universe and the ah, he's heartache. The, and He's the Magneto of this series. Yes. <laughs> and, oh my God, it was just so great that they kept him that way. Because once I finally go, holy shit, he actually is a bad guy, I got mad of like, don't you dare fucking turn him back into evil Megatron. Right. There's so much to unpack from this series that all I would say, and I've reviewed multiple books throughout it uh, mm-hmm. over the course of Drunk on Comics, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. being what we are. Oh my god, it's so good. And so I thought about looking up, uh, you know, a Transformer shot to kind of take and do in celebration. Motor oil. Of these. A shot of motor oil. Oh my god, I should, if I would have... <laughs> There probably is a motor oil shot. Um, I know that I have done the Optimus Prime shot before, uh, which you guys can look up the ingredients online, but it has multiple different mixtures to make it a red and, and blue type uh, mm-hmm. uh, drink. But then I was like, what could I? What would I truly pick for this? Because I love this series so much. And then I was like, my favorite beer. Well, what is my favorite beer? And I started thinking, like... It's a question for the ages. Yes. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, uh, all-day IPAs, you can never go wrong. And I was thinking, no, that's not my favorite of IPAs. I love Perrin's uh, Grapefruit IPA. When oh. they came out that, so love Perrin, and that's why it's one of my favorite breweries. However, I'm like, oh, no, that's not my favorite. Then I was like, Soft Parade. Fucking love Soft Parade. I can down that shit, like candy yeah but then i'm like that is not my favorite of all drinks because what really got me into the craft beer scene was a blushing monk Mm. and even though they have it come out sporadically from founders they had it this last summer and they have it as one of their specialty series i'm gonna choose blushing monk uh Mm. if you can ever get your hands on it it is very it's a fruitier uh, concoction from Founders, but uh, yeah, I think that's my favorite beer because uh, what's the raspberry beer now that they have? Rubeus. Yeah, Rubeus is a predecessor to this, but this was more of a cloudier of a, a drink. Um, and yes, sad that that's not beer's not always on tap. <laughs> so <laughs> go pick up this beer if you can find it. If and, not, and read the series. If well, not, replace it with any of the other beers Tony mentioned because they're on his short list. Yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, who's in the book this week? Are of all ages? Yes. I mean, the well, no more booze in a book. That's it. We're well, done. That, and, and like <laughs> technically, these books, uh, Optimus Prime came out. I think now three weeks ago. Uh, it was just me finally getting the balls to finish reading it. That and like. I thought I wanted to do a full review, but it would be an entire podcast. Would you cry? I don't want to deal with that. (laughs) (laughs) You deal with that on a regular basis with me. I know. That's why I don't want to deal with it on the podcast. I'm the only only crying, weepy bitch on this podcast. You can't have that. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, uh, we almost made it to the hour mark. See, we can just bullshit like a pro. (laughs) All podcasting <laughs> it is. really is all what it is. <laughs> all right, with that, uh, stay thirsty for deeper bullshit next week. <laughs>